0: GM, and welcome to episode eight of Probably Nothing. I'm TZ, CEO of Islands, and with my co-host, Alexis Ohanian, we'll be uncovering how NFTs and Web3 are changing community, commerce, and content online by talking directly with the people building in the space. Our guest today is Farouk, the founder of Rug Radio and an entrepreneur for over a decade. Rug Radio aims to become the first ever decentralized media company, and they fully minted out 19,000 Genesis NFTs this week. We wanted to bring Farouk onto the show to share his insights into community building and why it's so important in Web3. Farouk has previously built communities filled with millions on platforms like Tumblr, Instagram, and Clubhouse. And he is now spending all of his time in Web3. You may be wondering what the power of community is. For Farouk, it's building and launching Rug Radio off of a joke within Twitter spaces where he had over 300 people apply to work with Rug Radio. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. Subscribe and share this on social media to help others learn more about Web3. Feel free to tag me on Twitter at TZong and at Alexis Ohanian. How'd you get into NFTs and what helped you understand them?
1: Oh my, Um, I got into it this year actually. It hasn't even been a full year for me. You know, I was always curious about the blockchain cryptocurrency, like for the last few years. I don't live with regrets, my biggest regret is never listening to homies in 2016 saying, yo, like get into this Ethereum thing. And, uh, and so I always thought I was late my whole life. And so the story starts last Christmas. I never took money from my mother or anything growing up. I always did my own thing, my business. And she gave us each, my brother and I, a check of 5,000 Canadian, which was 3,800 USD at the time. And I'm like, no.
2: It's a lot of loonies.
1: Yeah, and so I was, it's, but it's the first time even even taking money from us in like 14 years old. And I'm like, I'm not taking mm. this. And she's like, put in this cryptocurrency stuff you just keep hounding me about. I'm like, you know what? All right, let's <laughs> do it. And so mm. come Gen 1, make my account, Binance, all this because we're in Canada. So it's Binance and all that good stuff. And you know, I get some crypto. I get into it. I start getting really curious even more about it. But it was around the time where Clubhouse started popping, right? Where we were curfewed. Mm-hmm. Montreal, we had it really bad. We were on a curfew, 8 p.m., very strict, quarantine, nothing right. else. You, could, you were allowed to do nothing else but breathe in your own apartment. And so basically all I was doing was Clubhouse because actually a year ago yesterday was when I made my first Clubhouse mm. room to two listeners. So it really all started around this time December 28th wow, uh, 2020. And so one night, you know, it's midnight and I'm you know browsing the hallways of Clubhouse going through rooms and this and that and then I end up in a, <laughs> end up in a room with my friend Buster who you know T Uh, who called collectibles and nfts and i'm like what the hell is an nft next thing you know logan paul joins the room so obviously when you have like a big Mm -hmm. name joining it it pops two seconds later it's two thousand people in the audience we were just like a couple hundred at first and all of a sudden you have a bunch of artists that swarmed the stage in a good way so one of them was on your show live in basel thank you x right ryan ryan Gian silva victor fiocious Victor Mascara, Faquender, Odius, Greg Mike. That whole click came on stage and I was so blown away by these people because I directly felt the community feel like it felt really wholesome and it just felt, I don't know, something clicked. Kind of like how in 2014 I moved to Instagram and I just felt that. I just felt this like thing inside mm-hmm. of me. And so I started asking questions for four hours straight. till four in the morning, what is the blockchain? How does it work? What's an NFT? All the stupid questions that people are scared to ask, I went for it and I was asking them away. And I asked everything. I was fascinated. And so I followed all of them. I started messaging them on the side and things like that. The next morning I quit everything I was doing. I bought my first NFT. I start, we started, we co-founded the NFT club, mm-hmm. my homie, Paolo on Clubhouse, which became like the biggest club on there. And from there, everything changed. I mean, I literally quit everything. And I was like, this is going to be my Bitcoin 2013 that I missed the Ethereum 2016 that I missed out on. I'm not doing it a third time it can change my life and it can change the life of others. So I just jumped mm. in Fab 18. Good for you. Thanks. It's been Man, quite a ride. <laughs> I love it. That
2: curious mind, that instinct, that spidey sense is special. And I think a lot of people, I, I take it for granted. Cause like my life has been starting startups, investing early in startups. Like that is a muscle I have to exercise every day of my life, the last 16 years. But What's so special about what's happening in Web three is that that sense of wonder and curiosity is something I think most people, when they feel like they don't understand something, the tendency is is usually to recoil and just be like, "That's weird, that's dumb, that's lame. I don't understand it. This is different. Mm, it's whatever. a scam. It's and a Ponzi." Da,
1: da, 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 you know? Yeah,
2: and and there is look, there is nothing wrong with skepticism, and and I would argue even it's it's better to go into it with with sort of uh, an open mind, but still a skeptical one—one one that's asking questions, that wants to better understand. And and so, what was it that—I don't know—what got you on there for hours?
1: Like, genuinely the the vibe, like the vibe check. You know, Alexis, I, I see you write a lot about mm. building community for sixteen years. I actually shared your your thread the other day about that. And uh, oh, thanks, man. And so, I've been building community for ten years. This year, I started in twenty eleven on Tumblr. I started social media at 12. Mm. I'm 27 oh. now. So at 12, I started making. I, when Facebook came out, yep. I had to like. Wow. I was such Y'all a badass. Are a different gen. Yeah, such a Tumblr badass. Kids. <laughs> Insert Thug Life glasses. I was 12 hey. and I put said that I was 13 on Facebook to make an account. <laughs> you know? Oh, yes. And so, <laughs> you know the vibes, <laughs> you know, on Facebook, luck. Twitter. Yes. But 2011 was really my gig. Like uh, when I found out about Tumblr. And I was 15 years old just in school and, and, I, and I was like, wow, like I'm going to start a luxury blog on Tumblr, blah, 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 2014 found out about Instagram. So I was always curious about community building. Mm-hmm. So same thing about Clubhouse. Clubhouse was really pivotal for me because I built 15 million followers on Instagram organically over the years, built a media company on there. So I've been doing mm-hmm. media and branding for the last eight to 10 years. But when I went to Clubhouse, I realized the power of live social audio because the most powerful tool you have as a human mm. is your voice, because storytelling is so important, especially in yeah. community building, but even more in the NFT space as storytelling is one of the most important key components of just talking about your art, talking about yourself and expressing yourself. And so when I felt that energy and that vibe from like Ryan and everybody in that famous space, by the way, it's like a really famous space because it was the beginning of a thing for a lot of people. So a lot of the artists were like, remember that and all that good stuff every time I talk about it. And it's just like that vibe, like I just saw it. It's like, I can finally, after 10 years doing this, get rewarded for simply being a community builder. And that's special because all this mm. time, you know, you could get rewarded at the detriment of yourself, the platform will grow. So essentially I'm just helping Instagram and their platform and Meta here. Clubhouse, I'm helping Clubhouse. Twitter, I'm helping Twitter and this You're and that. harvested for ads. Exactly, but whereas, you know, Web2 is like platform creators listeners but web3 flips the script and now it's listeners participants creators and platform which comes last and the creators the most important cuz they're the bridge you know they they hold this thing together yeah. between the two and that's so that's right. where i found myself and i'm like listen like i'm not an artist i don't paint i don't draw i don't do anything of that but i'm a community builder that's my art i'm a community developer and so, I'm just gonna try and build a bridge in this space, and just try to make it both mainstream, all while keeping and respecting the ethos of Web3 and the uh, and the NFT space.
2: Man, what's wild about this is even the full time job of community manager barely existed ten years ago when when you were getting started. Even, it didn't exist. I remember hiring. I mean, it like I remember okay, 2006 hiring Eric Martin at Reddit as community manager, like we had to just make up what that role and responsibility was. It was basically like, make sure people are feeling good vibes. And and eventually we started to understand, okay, here are some metrics, here's some goals. This is what a healthy community looks like. This is what good engagement is. But like that entire professional sector only got really developed in the last decade. And now, okay, people are realizing, okay, community teams are very important, yada, yada, yada. But, 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 but there was a let's call it unprofessional way of doing community building that you and so many others were doing on these other platforms that you never actually got paid for. You weren't a full-time employee. You were, and you weren't a content creator in the traditional sense, right? You're not taking a selfie and hoping to make some money on the side with selling the right sugar water or whatever. And the like the craft, the art, as you said, is community building. And what's wild is people only barely understood that as a career path. There are maybe little kids today who will understand that they could grow up and be full time community managers yeah. tomorrow? Just even the and get paid sense.
1: extremely well. Oh. Like I, I was a law school student, by the way. At the same time, I was building my business. Like, and I saw the shift. Dude. It happened during this period and, of me being in law school. The whole shift you're talking about.
2: So you left law school. <laughs> Because yep. you thought it was more lucrative to be a community. Builder.
1: It was already because, so basically, or, or more
2: satisfying or more, or just viable.
1: Well, in 2014, when I got into Instagram, I, I mm. just did my homework and I started building my business in January 2015. So I was one of these guys that was selling mm-hmm. shout outs and growing multiple pages. Like, I was selling shouts like right, Gary right. Vee back March 2015. You know what I mean? Like, these this kind of people, like, yeah. for growth yeah. and, and these services. Yeah, I yeah. felt good life. My Instagram page to 2.5 million followers. I built the one of the biggest luxury publications in the world on IG. It yep. still does 150 million impressions a month except I don't run it since a year. I abandoned Instagram completely. Mm. I just made a move to Web3. Mm. And so I was already an entrepreneur, but I stayed in law school. I mean, I have a Persian mom, so it's probably a lot because of that that I lasted so long for like four years. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, like yeah. really mostly because of that. And so it's funny because in Jan 17, I was in Bologna, I was doing a year in law school abroad. I came to New York to meet with G, with Gary. And then in person, he he offered me a job to move to New York for six months. And then that's when I realized and said, if somebody like him realizes that someone like me has this value to bring is up to something good, that means I'm really up to something good. So I actually dropped out. Like I was like, I didn't actually end up going to work over there, but I was like, that was like a a signal for me that this is exactly where I need to be. And I was already making enough money. And I was looking at people around me and the burnout and anxiety and this and that, like law school is not easy. Right. And so I was seeing all that and I was like, this is not where I want to be. I'm miserable. I don't like it. I did an internship at 18 at a law firm. It wasn't for me right and so i wanted to be out there on social media inspiring building making money helping people make money just do my thing and it was web 2 kind of helped build the base for people like myself and community builders but web 3 allowed us to actually turn this into something that's profitable but also will help like before it's like i can inspire someone on instagram so you have this like connection with people but in web 3 you can change a life financially. And there's a different level to this. And I'm sure you're seeing it too firsthand, you guys. And it's just like, there's this different connection you have with people and it's really special.
0: Your story is just always so, so incredible to hear. I mean, both of you guys took similar paths in almost becoming lawyers <laughs> and like dipping out at the last minute. Wait, like, you too? I, I quit start way companies. too soon. Not me, but Alexis, yes. I had no idea. In
2: in theory, I was an aspiring lawyer, and then I walked out of an LSAT. So in order to get into law school here in the States, you got to take the LSAT. (laughs) I know. I I, I made it 20 minutes into the test, and I bailed. (laughs) And I went to go eat waffles, and I realized I didn't (laughs) want to be a lawyer. And I needed to be an entrepreneur instead, Mm -hmm. and then I recruited my roommate. I was like, hey, you can code. Like, come on! I'm going to build a company. I need you to join me. Like, let's do this. And the rest is. is oh that's, man, that's, where that's came so cool! And that's cool. that's how
0: that's how Reddit came to life. That's yeah. really how yeah, that's one, so one of the most popular websites came to life after <laughs>
1: all thanks to Waffle House.
0: So you decided to not become a lawyer. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's really cool. I mean, but I'm so glad you, you saw it. the light too, man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it wasn't that hard when I was looking around me mm. and seeing what was coming out of Instagram, like just what we could build out of it. So.
0: Farouk, you came from Tumblr to Instagram to Clubhouse to Twitter today. Yeah. Now, across the past decade, almost. I'm curious on how you've seen building community changing across all these different platforms and how you've seen even just different type of social dynamics on these platforms. You've mentioned kind of Web 2 versus Web 3, but there's a reason why you completely abandoned Instagram and you're just fully on Twitter and Discord now. But I'm so curious on what you've seen as the shifts across the years and how you've been spending your time as well, building up these communities.
1: Across all platforms, if there's one thing I've noticed, it's, like there's, it's the same secret across all of them. It's that there's no secret. And the secret is just consistency and just going at it every day. Whether it was on, on Tumblr where the first two years I did nothing and grew 1,000 followers, then in the last year I was like, no, I'm going to do something. I built one of the biggest luxury platforms on there or on Instagram where I started from zero to 10 million followers across pages in 24 months or clubhouse or Twitter is just, I show up every day and I build an authentic manner. First of all, because being authentic is the best way to avoid any types of burnouts or anxiety or all that stuff. Cause you're not lying. You're just being undeniably yourself. So once you break that ice and you can be yourself comfortably on any platform change now, the only difference is the medium on Tumblr. We were posting these sort of like, Oh, that's a nice dog. On Tumblr, we're posting nice pictures and this and that. And, you know, connect with people and that's it. On Instagram, you post photos, but you connect with people through the comments. Remember the whole commenting thing, Tiff? Like I was just commenting back, replying to everyone. As soon as stories came out, I was on it. Like I I used to be pretty big on Snapchat. At some point, I just pivoted to IG, moved to stories. So as soon as it's just using the tools and the mediums that you're given.
0: I'm so curious on the tactical side as well. Obviously, like you have a lot of persistency and consistency. That is one of your most important kind of traits, I feel like. You always show up every day and you always bring a very positive attitude to the community and to these platforms. Good vibes only. That's literally what Farouk is. Farouk is good vibes in a human being. Besides that, though, what were kind of the tactical things you've seen in growing on, on these platforms as well?
1: Engaging as much as possible with your community and the audience means being present for them not just for yourself. Cause yeah, you just talked about being present for yourself and being consistent every day, but it's just genuinely going out there and replying to people. Like how many people will tweet, but are not willing to reply to the tweets, like them back, answer people, answer them DMs and put themselves out there, whether on Instagram or any platform. A lot of people go the first step of the day, which is trying to put a cool, cool tweet out, but not that many people are willing to actually put their time into building their own and nurturing their own audience. Because when you think about it, I used to do the same thing on, on Instagram, which I copy pasted the same method to Twitter. Your audience is a living, breathing organism, right? A big one. But you don't reach out your entire audience with every post. So every single post, every tweet is its own also microorganism and micro entity within the larger one. So you have to, every single time you put something out there, follow up with it. It's not like, yo, GM, wag me, my friends, and you're out. Like, it doesn't work like that, you know? There's much more, like, depth to it, creativity and authenticity. People will be able to call it out very easily in Web3, even more than Web2. But the importance is just actually showing up for people and answering them. You'd be surprised how many people would be just grateful for you to acknowledge them. And it's important. Why? Because people value time as much as people may believe that or not. And you liking a comment means you've read it and you've given them that couple second or minute in their time and it can mean the world for someone and i've seen that first time you know on instagram you like someone's comment or post on stories thank you for liking replying you know it's just it means a lot for people so sometimes as a creator and a community developer you have to put yourself on the other side and understand that people really expect more of you than just putting something out there they want to be part of what it is that's going on
0: i pretty much almost always like and like Replies on my Instagram or or tweets, sometimes I will re- reply. And anything that's like a negative comment, I like won't engage. But like pretty no. much, if you say something that's like a nice enough comment or helpful or insightful, I'll like engage with it. It's just about building these long term relationships and engaging with people who are willing to give their time to you. Like they deserve to have a reaction.
1: Yeah, they do. These are people that follow you everywhere. They support you. Some people I saw my Twitter has been following me since seven eight years on Instagram. Like yeah. Like they, they don't have to do that. They don't have to like me. There's so many people like me, but you know what? Like they decided to, to, to follow me in my ventures. So the least I can do for them is like, try to, you know, acknowledge them at the least. I love that. Yeah. And you're making me feel guilty now. I feel
2: like I get back to a couple people in the replies, but I needed to be doing so much more. You're good.
1: You're, you I mean, come on. Like, no. you know, I go in always and gotta do better.
0: replies to Alexis's tweets that are regarding our podcast.
1: I go every tweet, (laughs) every tweet after a few minutes, I go and I just chain like people's replies and I Mm. try to read a few and retweet a few and answer to a few, but it's just, it's not for everyone. It's a lot of work. It takes a lot of time, but like, that's what I love doing personally. And everything we're building, even in Rug Radio, like lives on Twitter right now with our audience, Discord, and our community. So it's like, it's it's important that we do it. It's like literally like one of the most important things to do to engage with people.
0: It's so simple, but like most people just don't want to, Put the time. It's just time. Yeah, like
1: anything, right? Tiff, like most people just aren't ready to go the extra mile. That extra mile with community building is actually like community building.
2: Look, you you spend your time and you put your attention in the places that matter to you. And it's work. It's effort. Like anything. You can't expect to get better at video game unless you put in time. You can't expect to get better at quilting unless you quilt uh, and you put in the time. You can't expect (laughs) to develop a community unless you put in the time to build community, to engage, to do all this stuff. And I get it, especially right now, you know, community was already becoming very popular. I've been ranting and raving about minimum viable community for a little bit now, but NFTs in particular, took it to another level because people could instantly see the potential for value creation, for wealth creation, for, for things that are good things. You know, people, people who are now early to the right communities even get rewarded for being early and, and oh, quote unquote, yeah. right. Right. That's, there's tremendous value to being one of the first people to get into hip hop and spread the word about hip hop that never normally got collected by the people who actually helped create culture, right. Time and time again, that was never possible. NFTs fix that. But, it also attracts a lot of people who just want to earn a quick buck and, you know, ghost and disappear. How do you think this, the, the broader ecosystem is going to evolve, especially next year when Coinbase gets into this, when I think we're going to see even more people thinking about talking about engaging in NFTs? How, how do you think the immune system responds to even more kind of grifters and rug pulls, et cetera?
1: You know, like anything, like even outside of Web3, there's a bunch of scams, a bunch of scammers that yes. come to, trust me on Instagram. where we, we were like just five of us building Instagram pages in 2014, Alexis. Like I was building Instagram mm. pages when they used to tell me I was an idiot. Like Instagram was not part of anybody's marketing plans in 2014. And like they were saying, I'm stupid. But through time, we saw how know. many – Even the word influencer wasn't in the dictionary. remember when it got coined in. And so, like the Merriam-Webster made a whole thing about it, right? And so, you know, it was just the same thing as Web2, Alexis, on Instagram. All of a sudden, there's gurus, you know? Like mm, all of a sudden, there's people that know everything school. about social media yeah. and sell you freaking courses on how to build And like, no, yo, just follow Alexis O'Hanian. I'm sure he has a podcast <laughs> teaching that for free. So, so the thing is, but the same thing is going to come to Web3. It's already coming. It's going to NFTs. There's going to be grifters. But the beauty of Web3 is like no other space it weeds the negative out so quick you've seen whether it's celebrities or regular people mm. regular, you know what i mean by that it's like all sorts of people oh yeah come in and get pushed out by the core community and by everything why because they did not care for the very community The people like i started nine months ago which is like literally like 10 years in the space right now like especially mm. at the speed which which is going and like There's a lot of people that started sitting around the same time as me. I'm already not seeing part of the ecosystem because they just got weeded out. There's a lot of people that come in and just get out. Mm -hmm. So I'm not worried about that because I'm so locked and loaded, focused, like tunnel vision almost, on the good and the power of the people are elevating the people that are good, which is why we're building Rug Radio as a platform and launchpad to build multiple community builders, developers, hosts, creators, artists in the space and elevate them so that once those people come in, you're going to have no choice but to look towards these people that are doing good because they're the leaders Uh, paving the way. They're trailblazers paving the way for the people that are coming. So our goal is really to build this attention machine where people are going to be like, wow, like I want to go towards music NFTs. I'm going to listen to these kind of people. I want to listen to this sports NFT, psychedelic NFTs, freaking any sort of thing. That's where I go and listen and educate myself. So I'm not too worried. There's going to be a lot of people coming, especially web two platforms pivoting, right? I'm sure mm-hmm. Meta has a move for NFTs in 2021, 2022. Yeah. Twitter already spoke about Ethereum wallets. That's public knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, that's come into to Twitter as well. I mean, it's inevitable. I believe that like my, my theory is we're 10xing by this time next year. Not financially. I'm talking about attention and people coming in. So let's say I have 150,000 followers. I'm going to hit that maybe today or tomorrow on Twitter. It's probably going to be 10x that next year. That's why I'm seeing happen with like the amount of people are coming in even at the end of this year. It's like racing to get in 2021. And uh, so I'm more focused on that. I think it's on us, like myself, you, Tiff. And everybody that's really, like, building right now in the space to work on tools to educate the masses that are about to come. That's mainly what I'm focused on right now.
0: What do you want to be known for?
1: I just, like, the same thing you say about me, like, to Alexis. Like, yo, he's, like, good vibes. Like, that's, that's (laughs) like, I want to be known for, like, what we're building right now. I'm finally in the position, uh, Alexis, of, like, the founder, right, with Rug Radio, and we're building, like, the first fully decentralized web three media company that's governed by DAO. And, and it's going to be owned by the people and the creators and the listeners, like actually owned by the creators and the listeners. Uh, and so that's my legacy. It's what I'm going to leave on this earth. And like in a few years, like if I don't even have to even like be there building it, it's building, being built by the people and owned by it. That's that's That means I'll be successful in life. So I would just want to be known for, for the guy that gives good hugs and that's just good vibes, just myself. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm 27, I'm a kid. I, I get to jam and vibe with people like yourself and like, Just grow and build with some really incredible people now, which is a blessing. It doesn't feel real, honestly. Like, uh, it's really new to me to this. Like, it's quite insane and overwhelming at times. But if I can just be known for the guy who really helped, like, be a voice and a face for NFTs and Web3 and elevate communities, especially, uh, you know, like all sorts of communities, including minorities, to change the past and what the mistakes we've done in Web1 and Web2, then I'll have done my job.
0: I love that. I asked that because you're talking about there are certain people to follow around music NFTs or specific categories. So I was just curious on how you wanted to think about your long term branding in the space as well, because I know you're very thoughtful about how you position yourself, how you brand yourself, even down to kind of your bio and things like that. So
1: Yeah, just like, you know, it's funny because on Instagram and that's why you started with that. It was the CEO of everything. It's just because, and that's the joke, right? Obviously, it's It's like, I want to be the CEO of Good Vibes, I'll be the CEO of Good Vibes. I want to be the CEO of, like, I don't know, like Twitter Spaces, be the CEO of Twitter Spaces, like, CEO of, Mm. like, you know, this, that. Like, I think that as an entrepreneur, we wear many hats. And of course, it's good to be focused on one thing you build and you explode, and then, you know, you can move on to the next few things, which is what I'm doing now. But, like, you know, just known for just in general being. One of the people that really changed the world like and i mean that really like it's not just like oh something put on a poster card like <laughs> that's it you know and it's happening slowly and like in new york just on the nft week i think i was talking at the same time as you Alexis, actually but that kind of sucked but <laughs> it's uh it's, okay. it's uh, just just seeing people come and say like i listen to you you made covet you know the pandemic easier to live with or someone saying they met their brother again and started being friends again because of their clubhouse rooms and spaces or people connecting with themselves and this feeling like inspired or changing their lives financially. Cause they heard me host a board eight room on May 1st and they were $400 mm. and now they made $2 million. True story. It's just like, it's, it means a lot. It like straight up, like in New York, after my speech, like I just like went in the head in the corner and just started crying. Like, cause it's just like, and it felt so good. Like for the first time in years, because it's crazy what's happening right now. I hope a lot of people listening to this, like get into this space. Like this lives being changed. Like, it's really crazy.
0: such an exciting space. Man. It is. We're so lucky to be able to be building and doing things in Web3 full-time.
1: Hear, hear. It's a blessing. I hope everybody moves to Web3. I hope everyone moves to Web3. People like, will. It's on. just a
0: matter of time, and we're just trying to shorten that time frame.
1: It's That's why like, what's cool it's never, like, is... It's inevitable. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And what's cool with Web3 allows is like it's, it allows, and you touched on that, for being an early adopter or a participant in something, you get rewarded. And so anyone anyone building Web3, you can go and try and participate and give of your time and your expertise. Like, what we're building, like, you want to make memes and get paid to make memes? We'll pay you to make memes. Straight up. And you know what? That's one of the most important jobs. Literally. Yes, like, you want to host a show? We'll set you up with a team. Event. We'll, we'll push your show. We'll launch a show. We'll create it. You want to build a brand. You want to be an artist. You want to be creative. You want anything you want. Like, Web3 literally, like, allows that it's crazy like it's i hope everybody wakes up to it because it exists
0: i want to talk about memes and Let's how your background <laughs> in memes and curating things and like trends leads to you being really good tastemaker and collector in web3
1: you know elon's tweet last year or something when it says memes are on the universe he who controls yep. the memes controls the universe oh, yeah. is it's more a than fact. a tweet so it's, it's very deep actually uh because When I started making memes, like when I was a kid in high school, like I saw immediately, like it was something that attracted masses and people like could associate to a meme, like for every reaction or feeling now you have a meme for it, you know, and in this space, especially like a lot of things that become memes, like one of the biggest memes of all crypto is the Dogecoin, right? It was a meme and it just blew up, right? And you're seeing a lot of memes blow up also in the space here uh, in Web3 and NFTs. I think they've impacted like everyone's lives in the way that's on the internet. Like for me, NFTs, and that was my thesis early on when I started understanding it, is you have crypto OGs, which is not me. It's like all the people that have been in Bitcoin 2013, you hear Ethereum, early ICO, whatever. And then you have internet kids, which is where I stand because I'm an internet kid, that just met. Like it's like the mix of the two of them that started this visual evolution, this revolution. Mm -hmm. But the first... Uh, form of it is nfts which is being shown through art which is the most beautiful form of self expression so like you have a bunch of internet kids and people that have been living in like video games in crypto on social twitter this that have been making memes as a vehicle to like push like to express themselves and that are now creating generational wealth through those memes and that would be able to like really just build things out of them so like rug radio is a meme like it's just a massive right. meme being actually built like it's called rug radio and so the other day like even my, my my girlfriend's father was asking me like yo like why rug and i had to explain the rug pool like pulling, and rug, pulling the yeah. rug on someone in crypto and then it evolves mm. to just like oh like if someone ruins a party explain
0: that here you should explain yeah, the the pool. name and the origin and the whole so- <laughs> meme around rugs <laughs> okay. and you being rugged every time you're on certain spaces <laughs>
1: so a rug pool originally is a very negative like very like bad connotation to that i'm not a crypto cryptologist i'm gonna try to explain as well as i can but getting rug pool is like there was an ico boom in 2017 you would put your money in a project they would pull the rug under you and steal all your money so it's actually a pretty bad thing it's getting rug pulled and but the thing is it, it became kind of like crypto slang like nft web3 like twitter slang to get rugged. and so when twitter spaces came out after clubhouse their technology was like not that good. Actually, two days ago I was hosting twenty one hundred people for the M3 Serum Chug from the Boy Pial Club and yes. they rugged us. Like the Twitter space just ended on us. Mm. When early on I was hosting Twitter spaces relentlessly, like and I still do it, but like six, twelve hours a day, nonstop. Like I run marathons. We get rugged like four or five times an hour and I would come back. And I would come back and I would I I didn't care. I would just start the space. My audience would get slashed in half. I don't care. I would just start over and you know we would reset the room and we made memes about it in a joke. And one day I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna call it Rug Radio, and it's gets sponsored by Dyson, you know, because rugs. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so, and so, and so, we finally got All the, the email from Dyson. But the thing is, it started as a meme, as a joke. It's like Rug Radio. It's so catchy when you think about it, though. Like people love Rug Radio because it's like what started as a big joke on a Twitter space. Because one night I ran it for um, September 19th of this year, three months ago, we ran a 12-hour long space and we got rug maybe 30, 40 times. I'm like, hey, good lord. We're going to call it Rug Radio, and let's build a decentralized Web3 media company out of it while we're at it. We have so many big brains in this space. And all of a sudden, this guy's like, I volunteer to be that person. I want to be creative director.
0: I remember I that. I want to do the
1: tokenomics. I want to do that. We built Everyone a team on stage. Like
0: volunteering to be so many different things. You got all, all Crazy. the faces covered.
1: 300 people applied to work for Rug Radio, <laughs> with Rug Radio. And I haven't even made the form public yet to the Discord that has 20,000 people or just 3,000 people back then. Because I still have to go through 300 forms and people that wanted to work with us. And so what's crazy is we actually, what started as a meme, we built it and we did it and we launched it. And what's funny, and you guys are going to see on one eleven, actually I don't know when this uh, recording goes out, but on January 11th, which is coming out, but maybe it'll co- have come out by the time this is out. The 20,000 NFTs are actually modeled after like Persian rugs. I'm Persian too, so it just helps. And, it, <laughs> and it's it. hilarious and they're beautiful. And the artwork is incredible, mm. but it's not even an art project. It's a utility project, but it had to have good art. And it's very like memeable because, mm. you know, that's that's what gets shares. That's what gets likes. That's what people want to collect. That's what people love. So I think, you know, that's how it started. And, and you know, it's, it's like a meme ecosystem. Like we're going to have a market for memes as well. Like it's just like, why not? Because... They literally run the internet. Elon was right. For that part, he was.
0: How is Rug Radio <laughs> going to work?
1: So, basically, the way it works, it.
0: There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's
1: a lot. So, so, what's cool is we have all like infographics and, you know, recordings and this and that that are coming out to, to show everybody exactly how things work. But basically, uh, we managed to fully decentralize the way we're building this, which is really cool. And so, basically, you have Rug Radio, which is, you know, the brand, and it's going to be governed by DAO, the Rug DAO. In, within the RUG DAO, you're going to have the RUG bag, which is going to generate the RUG token on a daily basis. Over the span of five years, it's going to unlock all the tokens. I'm not a tokenomics expert. That's Smell. She's a genius. I found her on that space as well. She built the entire backend infrastructure to it. It's a slow release on purpose so we can respect the true decentralization of it and really reward our community first, uh, which is super important. And so it's really cool. The DAO is going to be governed by first by a council and then uh, the artists, the tech team that have helped it. And then by its actual people. So the the first we released 20,000 membership passes for free with low gas, which was really cool. Because the syndicate DAO team managed to lower the gas down to all the way to $10 for some people who minted, depending on price of weight, which is really cool. Because I think that it's on the founders nowadays to really work on lowering the gas fees. Like, we know they're there. We can't fix it yet. So figure it out and fix it for your community. Like, it's on you now. Like, when I see a project like $500 gas, I'm like, I'm out because they didn't care enough, hmm. because the truth is there are protocols. There is the tech now to work on it. So we managed to do that. Thankful to a DAO who are incredible people. And so basically it's 20,000 membership passes that were augmented for. We were, we did a fam list before I didn't want to do a public sale or nothing. So 19,000 go to the public, a thousand will go to the DAO. And then on January 11th, 2021, so 1, 11, 22. Gotta love the numbers. Uh, they uh, and they're also a big part of the space too. But on 111, uh, 2022, 19,000 people will be able to mint their one NFT, goes max one per wallet for 0.111 ETH, which is so one pass equals one rug genesis NFT, and then a thousand of them will go straight to the DAO. And out of the 19,000 that people are paying for, more than 50% of the total amount of the first sales go directly to the DAO. And I was, that was a very important part for me because most of the projects you've seen come out in the last year are like the founders taking 100% of primary market and the secondary goes to a DAO or whatever to the community. But like, I don't think it's fair. Like, why do you need to get two, three, four, five, eight, 10 million, $20 million? But what have you done? Like, what are you doing for the space yet? I think as a founder, you have to put in a DAO so it can help serve the community and build the actual project. So with what we're building it also instills a lot of confidence in the project, people will see a treasury with like four to five million dollars, depending on the price of ETH, right? Into the project. And then you calculate taxes, paying the team, this and that. So beauty of the blockchain is all public. This is how it's gonna run, Tiff. Like people have the member passes to be access to the ecosystem. And then they're gonna have the rug, because you don't burn the pass. You keep your rug, which depending on scarcity, will yield a different amount of rug token that is directly airdropped into people's wallets on a weekly basis. So they don't even have to claim it or waste gas on that. There's a whole system set up to directly airdrop it to people, which incentivizes the holding a long time because once you get to 1800 RUG tokens, you can go to the RUG bank and exchange it for a DAO token, which is ownership in the company. So you have a saint into the whole RUG radio ecosystem, but there's going to be, a, it's a utility-backed token, so there's going to be a lot attached to it, of course. there going to be a whole bunch of brands that are be incubated and built within Web3, within the RUG radio ecosystem. You're going to be able to use a RUG token with that, you can buy art, memes, like, so many different things that are yet to come because the reason why we decided to build this, like, instead of just being me for real building my thing, trying to help my community is like, we can have like a hundred of me that are all using rug radio as a launch pad and an ecosystem, as an incubator, as an accelerator to build their own brands. Cause when you're armed them with all these tools, they pay nothing. And then they're going to be able to go out there and educate the masses about Web3 and this is exactly why we started that. It was one night that one that we talked about earlier. I'm on spaces for 10 hours and someone in my community on Discord writes, damn, I wish I could stay listening, but I have to go back to my shitty $11 an hour job tomorrow. Like word for word, the person said that. So it doesn't come from me. And Mm. I was like, whoa, like how can I create something so that they can spend 10 hours on my spaces, learn, educate themselves, but also get rewarded for that, right? Because time is money. And like you need to put food on your table and roof over your head. Like let's be honest, like you need a cell phone to get on spaces, Right. So like, you got to pay those bills, but there's so much interest in Web3, but a lot of people still have that barrier to entry, which is their actual regular lives. Right. Like I was just talking to a teacher and she's like, well, if I can find a way to like get out of that and to educate in there but get paid for it. And I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what it is. Because if I told you that you'd get paid to stay in school, you probably would have stayed in school. Not you specifically, mm-hmm. but a lot of people. Right. It's like learn to earn, participate to earn. I don't like the word anymore. I think we're getting rid of it in Web3, but consume to earn just for people to understand better who are necessarily Web3 native. But even that. And so, if we can tap into the Twitter ecosystem at first and try to, you know, especially because they're like putting Ethereum wallets and all that, and try to reward our people in our community for just being, just being, they can get rewarded. Just holding a token, just holding the passes of the rugs, you get rewarded. But if you want to help, we're building tools and protocols so you can. We're going to be able to put pledges out for people to take jobs and get rewarded in ETH and rock token as well. So basically, it's just an incubator, creator fund, freaking everything at once for everybody in the Web3 space. And we had to build it because we're from the community. So it has to come from us. We have to do it or someone else will. And they may not have the right mm-hmm. intentions, right? And Alexis, it's like like you said, a lot of people are going to come in. And I don't know what intentions they'll have, but I know that my intentions and that the intentions of the team I'm surrounded with and our communities are are really good. Even Ginger agrees, right Ginger? Aww. <laughs> Aww. Ginger says Hi, Ginger. Yes.
0: yes.
2: We love when pets are involved. <laughs> hey Ginger.
0: The future the future product. of media right here laid out right in front of us.
1: <laughs> right there. Straight up like it's like it's it's crazy like I can't believe we're launched like it's it's really unreal. It feels good.
0: <laughs> I'm excited for for this next year for a Rug Radio as you go and build it all out launch it in January it's going to be yeah. an absolute blast. I'm excited, I'm excited for everyone
1: honestly like what I what I think you know what we've seen in 2021 is nothing next to what we're about to see in 2022 like we're hitting the masses so hard. Like some people say we might not still be early but we're still very early in terms of the understanding of web3 and you know like people actually getting it. I mean, you've seen it on Twitter recently, right? The whole thing with Jack and Elon and this and that and people and right click savers mm-hmm. and all that. So that goes to show us how early we are when there's still these conversations going around, which are good. I'm happy this is happening because Web3 is all about conversation, which is why it's important to have Twitter space and all that because they allow conversation flow and growth or podcasts like this, you know? But it's um, we're, we're, we're early, but we're almost there.
2: What's it going to take for you to come back to Clubhouse? What would it take for you to come back to Clubhouse? Just curious.
1: The community. I'll go wherever the community goes. Like, tomorrow, the whole NFT space says, yo, we're going to this platform. I'm out. And that's what happened mm-hmm. with with me in Clubhouse. It was nothing, like, personal or this or that. I even talked to Paul about that. But it's just, like, mm-hmm. it's a really... Tough conversation because I genuinely love Clubhouse from the bottom of my heart and the technology they've built is beyond anything. I could have 200 people on my stage. We did it once with the apes. We were doing ape sounds and like rating rooms. was hilarious on mm. May 1st <laughs> and buying our first apes for like 0.2 ETH and saying, oh, my God, are we going to flip them for 0.3? Now it's like 60 ETH. But uh, it's, <laughs> it's see, being early, like just being in the right room at the right time. But it's Clubhouse had everything going on for themselves. Right, Alexis? I mean, I, mm. I saw you on there quite a few times. And it had the best creators and the best clubs and the best people and everything was rolling. But I feel like Twitter like probably just had the people on there. And I've had that conversation a lot with people because it was tough for me to move. And I was one of the first bigger club households to completely shift, if not one of the first, like I really one of the first one, because I saw it really, it's just like, people don't want to go on another app. People want to go on an app where they can actually interact with each, each one another on the same app. You know, They don't want to quit. And go and click on a tweet, and then go on Instagram and go on there. They want to stay in their ecosystem, and then maybe for some people it's the doxing thing or the fake names. Like our mm. space is a lot about identity and having your own secret identity. I think you speak about that a lot, right, Alexis? Like you're right about
2: pseudonymity that anonymity is a big deal. Yeah, I, one of my Huge. big bets founding Reddit even 16 years ago. I had an investor ask, like, what's the thing you believe about the world that nobody else does. And it was that people would care as much or more about their pseudonym, their made up name, than their government name. And never yeah, is well, that I, more I'm, obviously true than than right now on Web3.
1: I'm just real. Like there's no Yeah, like, you can find my last name and everywhere on my social, but like <laughs> it's just Feroque. Like all my yeah. like usernames, everything, like it's just this who I am. And like a lot of people, like obviously I know a lot of the collectors and and face-to-face that are non but because we've met in places and they're still staying on right they're there but they're like low-key so they can be like chill relaxed and they have their audience on twitter and i think that's what happened so what would it take for me to go back on there like i don't know like every time i go i open the app and i'm like all right let's bust out a room open let's just run with it like i'm like but i can spend the same two hours on Twitter and maybe grow my audience there and this network effect and like you know I don't know it's a really tough question. <laughs> Fair enough. It's yeah. where it all started though. Like, you know, it's because of Clubhouse, I wrote that yesterday because it was my one year starting my first room where I had two listeners for six hours. So I think people should really I hope people caught on to that because a lot of people would quit at two listeners and we didn't. And um and you know It's just they started something which then there's discord stages, Twitter spaces, green light or green room on Spotify, whatever that was all born because of this effect that Clubhouse created. Absolutely. And it's important to acknowledge that. But sometimes I guess, I don't know if it's about being is it I mean, you would know better than me, but sometimes being first and having the best tech is good. But having maybe a less better tech, and more bigger community is better.
2: Right. it it definitely mm. depends in this case it's like if what you're building is just a feature then you're in a dangerous territory and right. so folks who have the distribution can copy that feature execute it a little better and because people already have you know a following there's a you know the switching cost issue it makes people want to stick around where they already are but obviously web3 also fixes this uh, because if everything is happening on an open ledger you have, you know, the open the sea, open DAO phenomenon was amazing to me because you're you're yeah. you, you got a glimpse into what can happen in the future where a new team can show up with something pretty compelling and instantly incentivize all of the like power users of another platform to just pay attention somewhere else, to become a new community somewhere else, to hit that minimum viable community overnight. And it'll be interesting. I don't think anything particular about open DAO. It's just that proof of concept now is just one more example of how. The, the power is gonna continue to be held by the community and then the individuals that they wanna talk about and celebrate.
1: Well, I can tell you right now that the goal for Rock Radio over a, span of a certain amount of time is to build our own decentralized social media platform where everybody's gonna be able to go own it and consume mm. and educate and build on. Like people ask me, yeah, phase one, your media platform, your social media. I think this is phase one. We're launching the media platform. We're building the community. But the second we have a million people that are part of the community and, and so, the funds and the, the hmm. team that you can build, you can easily roll that out into building your own platform. And I think that the current Web2 platforms should pay more attention to that. They already are. Hmm. They've all reached out. And it's really cool because we get to work with these platforms now and really elevate Web3. And like, I'm in a position where I can say, yo, like I think you guys should do this better or that better or work on this and that to really focus on that community because there's something going on here and you don't want to miss the boat. But the future, in my opinion, is a platform called XYZ that everybody owns and can participate in. You know, Big Cloud tried, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I think the idea was very good. I ventured there. Of course, my curious nature, you have to venture everywhere, especially in the space. Yeah um there's a good idea with the wrong execution right but once you have the right idea and the proper nicely done execution not a company where 80 percent of tokens are owned by vcs and this (laughs) nine and vcs are not bad that's not what i'm saying it's it's they should not own everything everybody's on web3 web3 is this we're all on the same level me you tiff the new person Mm -hmm. that comes in as we're talking or the person that's been there for four years i don't care like, it doesn't matter OG, new, whatever. We're all on the same level. That's Web3. So the next platform is going to pop. is going to be one where everybody starts here and gets rewarded the same amount and is building. That's what we did with Rug Radio, is that we went straight to our community with 19,000 families. like We call it families, the, the pre-sale, right? And then that's where we went because we could have really gone a traditional, more rep reptuous route of trying to raise money, this and that. There's nothing wrong with that because you need money to build. But I'd rather do it from within the community and, Give ownership to them because these are the people that helped me get to even 150,000 followers in the first place to get to where I am now. So they should be the people rewarded first because the other entrants can enter at stage two and still afford to and still see a a massive gain and result, even financially speaking, right? On the public market once everything's out there. And what's cool is that once these people enter, at least I know my community gets the buyout, which is the most important thing to me. Hell yeah.
2: Community first.
1: Hell yeah. Like, That's for the real, way. Like, and if someone's not community centered, it gets seen very quick on Twitter, especially. like.
0: It's very know. obvious. It's, it's so obvious, obvious to yeah. read right through it. Yeah. And nobody are people like that come and go. We're, we're just going to. So as a final question, Froke. if you're stranded on an island, what NFT would you bring? It can be your collection or any NFT in the world.
1: I have to say one NFT only.
0: Yeah, you can do one NFT from your collection, one NFT any any collection.
1: I'll go for my collection, but if I'm stranded, but what am I gonna do with the NFT on an island? <laughs> um, I'll take my cool cat because I'm my cool cat, and my cool cat is me. I have many of them, but it's the one that I use as my avatar, which is my identity. Like, if I had to go all the way down to one cat, it would be this guy because I just love him it's this guy right there yeah you know that that's just it's for you. me like that is he, the oak nft he sure. is as web three as a gets. like a it's cool so a cute. cat with a tactical vest rainbow head and a unicorn and the like this makes no sense to some people but it's just I love so your amazing
0: cool cat. i love your cool cat so much
1: i love my punk i love my ape i love my other nfts in the art but my cool cat is really like you know it's me <laughs> i know you like him you guys both like him, which is cool. So, oh, yeah. You know, I have exactly. a bunch of them and I, and I just love the project. But again, another power of Web3. It's what drew me to them in July when I first saw them under 1E is like the community again. A community is only as good as their leader too. So you're looking at the artists and the devs and they're amazing people. You're looking at the community being so wholesome and people want to help one another. It makes everybody wants to get into NFTs. Everyone. And there's so many of those yeah. communities. I'm just mentioning this one because I'm obviously... I've been into it hardcore, but like there's a lot of them being built. So everybody should just wander around Twitter streets and like discord servers and just like go and find something. But yeah, definitely the Island, you know, on my islands, my islands on XYZ. There
0: we go. (laughs) There you go. Bring it home.
1: (laughs) You know, way to bring it home.
0: And with that, thank you so much for joining us for Oak. This was a lot of fun. And thank you so much. Excited for next year with you.
1: Thank you, guys. I'm excited with you guys, too. We're going to change the world, fam. Probably nothing.